0: So hi everyone, thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Um, we have with us today, Ella um, Baskerville. Ella's business development manager for leading new site in the tourism industry, at Blue Loop. Um, Ella's got an interesting story. She graduated in 2015 with a degree in natural science, which um, I'm sure we'll delve into, um, and joined Blue Loop shortly after, and has been with Blue Loop ever since, doing various roles, uh, which we're also gonna talk about. Um, so yeah, without further ado, Carter, would you like to introduce uh, Ella? say hi and then let's
1: do this for that yeah no problem hello ella how are you doing today
0: (laughs) hi carly how's it going
1: yeah good 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 okay before we dive into your questions we do have a little game we're going to play with you called this or that um very simple you just give me what your favorite answer is absolutely easy peasy okay your first question is dog or cat cat
2: definitely
1: awesome um netflix or youtube netflix Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, toast or eggs?
2: Eggs, weirdly.
1: <laughs> Cardio or weights?
2: Um. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> I <was gonna> say. <laughs> no
1: problem. Ice cream cone or snow cone?
2: Ice cream cone.
1: So whilst you're walking, music or podcasts? Music. Okay. And the last one is... Pop or indie?
0: Pop.
2: All,
1: All the
0: right.
1: time. <laughs> awesome. That's a question for today.
0: Excellent. Um, I, I'm i going to have to say it because every time you say it, Carlton, you say Netflix or YouTube. I in my head, you say Netflix or chill. Every time. Oh, do I I just, I? I just can't hear anything else. You know, it's it's a terrible affliction. But there you go. I have How to much, say, I
1: might just change it to Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <it> easier.
0: <laughs> oh dear, um, Ella. So, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, it's a great pleasure to see you. So, um, we've obviously got lots of questions around sort of where you got from natural science to tourism, um, journalism. Essentially, what does a normal day at work today look like for you? What What do you do day to day?
2: So very, very varied. Obviously, this year's a year like no other uh, with the pandemic. But typically, after kind of getting up, having a coffee, um, I'll look through emails. And it's a real mixture of looking after our clients at Blue Loop. So we work with a lot of companies and partners. um, It's just kind of checking in with them, seeing how they are. And then the other half of my role is pitching for new business. So I'll be doing sales meetings, lots and lots of Zoom meetings, um, and really kind of looking for new business for the company. So um, most days, it's just sat at the desk um, we, on a typical year. Again, I would I'd travel a lot for work. So I was really lucky to be able to go to lots of trade shows um, all over the world. And on those kind of trips, it would be covering the shows. So kind of actually writing up the shows as, as content for the site, but it would also be networking with attendees, uh, representing the company and again, looking for new business. So uh, really varied um, and I'm, I'm very lucky that the job changes kind of every day as well.
0: Yeah, it must be really strange um, this year yes no, no eas no iapa no wrapper no whatever that's
2: yeah what a crazy missing the winter sunshine this this november um yeah i hope
0: you bought some vitamin d tablets
2: <laughs> yes no we actually did not, yeah. not joking, we did because it, it's certainly feeling like a really long kind of really dark winter this year so i'm um, yeah.
0: looking forward to next year when we can get back to traveling a bit more as well yeah definitely winning missing my uh week of winter sun has to be said
1: <laughs> one day everybody one day
0: <laughs> we'll be we'll be back there we'll be back
1: oh that's great um so yeah so just kind of talking about your kind of your experience in general what's what's been your, your most memorable day at work um if it's like blue loop or some some other place that you've worked at what has that looked like
2: sure i actually have two answers for this so the, the first one um was last year when we did blue loop live um in london um, so we do an in-person conference every year, um, again on a typical year, and um, um, we had some awesome people come along. We had a few hundred people in the audience, but great speakers, and one of them was a company called Bonpas and Par, and they do um, kind of food experiential experiences, um, and they came along and didn't really tell us what it would be. They were very vague. They said, we've got whiskey and ping-pong balls, and we're doing a kind of show, Um, and so we didn't know what was coming and then in the end they did this big explosion with ping pong boards and all the audience had like a thin sheen of whiskey on their face and in the end it had a big hole in the ceiling of the um, conference room that we were in so I think the event manager wasn't best pleased with us but it was a very memorable day in terms of um, our audience loved it Um, and yeah that was kind of a moment where I thought oh wow this is my job to um, (laughs) not deal with this but um, kind of Uh, yeah the aftermath of a hole in the ceiling from um, that so that was fun and then the the other kind of day that's really memorable is um, I was lucky enough to cover be part of the IAPA show in Asia when um, Shanghai Disneyland was opening so they had this huge event as part of the event uh, for IAPA that was there literally the second day in operation so it was so amazing to be there um, be part of it all and the the energy and the buzz um, around that opening of that park I mean whether Disney will open another park in my lifetime, I don't know, uh, it costs so much money, I, I doubt we'll see another one. So that was definitely a pinch me moment thinking, oh my God, that's my job to be here um, on that day. So that was awesome.
0: That's amazing. Um, and so sort of rewinding back from there, and I, I think you you probably did on the day and thought, how did I get from where, <laughs> where <laughs> I was to standing in Shanghai, Disneyland on its second operating day? What so you obviously did a, a degree in natural sciences what did you think you were going to do with that did you did you know what you were going did you have a plan and what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah what happened um, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I didn't really have a plan I think that's um I, have, I did have a really convoluted way into getting into the industry and I think even before natural science when I was at school I actually wanted to be a doctor and I did everything that I needed to do I did all the work experience and I did all of the extra exams and everything to, to go down that path. And then on results day, I got in to, to Exeter. Um, and I actually turned it down and I I know not many people probably do that, but I just had really a bit of a change of heart and I kind of knew in my heart, it was like now or never to kind of leave that, um, kind of years and years of study and, um, kind of I guess like responsibility and I just knew it wasn't what I wanted to do and you have to like really want it don't you to be a, a doctor. Um, so I ended up having a gap year and I worked in Blackwell's bookshop in Oxford um, and just kind of worked my way through. I went traveling, I had a great time and it, in the end just thought well my favorite A-levels were, were biology, chemistry and maths so natural science was kind of the the progression of that to carry them on and just keep learning Um, and so that's what it was the the degree had a really varied mixture of it was really hard things like organic uh, chemistry and physical chemistry that were really testing for me and then biology and maths and business and in the end I enjoyed the business degree uh, courses the best out of all of that and that was kind of one of five so um, I was kind of looking for ways to not do science in a way like (laughs) (laughs) to do um, more kind of vocational stuff so my year out that's part of my degree. We have a year in industry. Um, and I worked for the marketing and sorry for the science and technology facilities council in Oxfordshire, uh, in a marketing role. So it was all about kind of, um, these businesses that were using science, um, and how they were kind of spinning them to promote them and, and then ultimately make money from those kind of seed companies. Um, and so that was really interesting. And then it was, it was literally on a lunch break at, at that, um, job that I, I googled uh, theme park internship because I just thought you know everyone else around me was looking at kind of P, um, PwC and all these kind of accounting firms to go on and do graduate schemes and I, I just thought like I don't want to do that either I'm not passionate about any of that um, and what I was passionate about was theme parks and I kind of thought there must be an industry around it and I think we from like an outsider's point of view you only really see like Merlin graduate scheme or something you don't really see much else Um, but we'd grown up with theme parks you know we'd gone to Disney World as children and and then on we were lucky enough to go to California Disney and then all of the local California parks which we loved um so I just wanted to get into that somehow and I I googled it and the first hit was um IAPA's ambassador program and I hadn't heard of IAPA sorry of IAPA before um I didn't know what it was. So it was kind of like consuming their website and learning what they were doing. Um, and yeah, I came across this internship and what it was is, is you go and work for the trade show in Orlando. Um, you're the people in the t-shirts, you you help out with the show and you take tickets, you scan things, you help with the sessions and the bus loading. Um, and yeah, I, I got in and I, I think I was only the first English person to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was fantastic. We, we just had such an insight into the industry. It really opened my eyes and I just thought, wow, there are so many people, like companies, exhibiting. So there's so much money in it. But also, you know, there's, I think it's 40,000 people or how many people are there. Um, it was just, yeah, completely eye-opening. And I met some of my best friends during that week at the show, um, all like-minded young people, um, and I loved it. And so I came back, finished the degree at Bath, um, and graduated and so i did apply for to several kind of companies that i kind of knew of now in the industry um, and then someone that i connected with on linkedin um, shared a blue loop article and again didn't know what blue loop was at the time and um, came onto the site again consumed all the content was just reading all of it all day long um, and in the end wrote an email to charlie um, reed who runs blue loop and rachel um, just kind of asking if there was any opportunities for internships and things. Um, And we met and eventually uh, they gave me a job. So I was the first full-time member of staff for the company. They were much smaller back then. Um, And yeah, it gave me this first kind of step in the industry. And and the original role was to kind of do a bit of everything. It was the events, it was kind of social media. Um, And over the five years I've grown to do the business development. So now I look after all of our clients and, really have kind of the um I guess looking at new business type role rather than the bits of everything
0: so yes that's so interesting I love the idea and and I say this to people a lot um is that you know you sort of get taught at at school and at at college and university and all the way through your life is like you know you wait for there to be a job opening Mm. and then you apply for it and actually, most of the jobs that I've got that I've really enjoyed in my life is where I've found a company and approached them and said, Hi, <laughs> I yeah. really like you. <laughs> yeah, you could give me a job. And you know, even if all you do is get a thanks, but no thanks from them. You, you at least asked and I think in, in most cases, like you did too, that you find that actually, just going and meeting people that you sort of know straight away when you found your sort of spiritual working home. I think, yeah. <laughs> <in that situation. laughs> and it's so nice to think, oh, I've identified I want to work for that company or that person or whatever it might be, and then go and find it because yeah. not all of jobs are are advertised. You know, a lot yeah. of stuff is just internal.
2: Yeah, oh, and, and the industry is so small as well. Like everyone is so friendly that it's it's if if there's not a role immediately. You know you're connected to, you can keep in touch um and it, it just shows that you're you know a go-getter if you you want to go and literally reach out for what you want to do I think it it shows a lot about your character as well I think it's it's a great thing to do
1: yeah you're, you're absolutely you're absolutely right I mean um just to throw out a little stat of what Carly was saying I think 70% of jobs are not advertised so mm-hmm. with the approach that you've had to do of literally going out and network and get there, that is literally the approach that we have to um, do if you want to kind of work in the tourist attraction industry. So just literally get out there, contact the companies that you think that matches your your vision, your values, um, and just learn about them. And you just you just never know. And with your explanation of your story, you just you send an email to Charlie and Rachel, and bang, you've got a job. And it wasn't even advertised. So, there
0: yeah. you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember a, an old job of mine and I sort of pestered them routinely because I wanted a job. And eventually <laughs> they sort of gave me one quite, relu- not reluctantly, but um, I think they were like, we were expecting you. Thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, they, they said to me that uh, what, we don't have a job but you know we sort of need they were they were a very small company too but we sort of need somebody but we don't know what and I was like do you know what I just I just want to work for you and actually I don't really mind what I do And like I said that's where you learn really your trade is that you know you just have to sort of be open-minded about it and think I don't mind if some days I just make the tea (laughs) because I'm still learning I'm still sort of you know soaking it all in and and building my understanding doesn't matter if the job's not you know the the dream job that you had in your head you just need to get involved
2: I also think that having that kind of intro job where you do kind of lots of different things or uh, it might not be what you had that vision but it often surprises you I I never thought I would be in sales Um, you know I I, I'm not kind of that kind of salesperson where it's like a hard sell and it's really kind of competitive (laughs) not all sales is like that so yeah it, it completely wasn't what I was expecting but when I did the first initial um, job where it was kind of looking at different bits of pieces that's where I excelled and and so it kind of shaped it through the experience and I wouldn't have
0: ever known that if I hadn't have given it a shot and, and tried it as well. Excellent um, and so in terms of if you were to pass that sort of knowledge on to to your younger self or to, to someone else coming up in the industry what do you think would be your top tips for sort of self-development and and those progressions that you've made mm. uh,
2: I think tip one like we were saying is, is kind of if you want something go for it like don't don't kind of think oh I need to wait for the right channels it's it's all about reaching out and and obviously doing it in a sensitive and polite way but it's about making those connections and and people are friendly and accepting and especially during these times that they're know they want to make those connections and they might have more time on the computer to to be at home and and get back to you it's probably a great time to make those connections um than ever before so that's Mm. that's kind of one thing i'd say i'd say um also about being a a yes man or woman um kind of saying yes to things even if it's not something again that you think um would be what you had envisaged. it's kind of like a say yes it shows willing it also shows that you can go that extra mile and build those mosaic of skills that you might not even need again immediately but 10 years later that might be a skill set that you might need to tap into at some point as well so it's it's just all about kind of building that portfolio behind you um and also to kind of set aside time for learning and yourself so i think it's really easy to get like swept up in stuff and and that's the first thing that will um be chopped is is kind of that learning and things like linkedin courses i know right now there's um loads of free courses available um on linkedin they're a partner of blue loops microsoft and one of their news releases was literally they're teaching 25 million people new skills on linkedin it's all free at the moment so there's loads of stuff like that that have actual certifications and stuff that people can do right now Um, But it's the kind of thing that if you don't block up time in your calendar, you just won't do. Um, So I think that's what I would say is kind of plan to learn as well as you
0: go through. Yeah. And I think that's a great tip generally for sort of life is that you do have to make time for stuff. (laughs) You do sort of have to block time out in your day to think, okay, you know, this is the time that I, I don't know, I I go for a run or this is the time that I sit and spend, you know, this is the time that I'm going to allow myself to just sit and do nothing
2: yeah and i'm i'm pretty bad for that too working from home it's it is really hard to stop over lunchtime and actually no i need to get out the house and have a walk or whatever so um that's yeah i'd I'd wish i'd been better at that um throughout the last five years as well i'm still working on that
1: yeah i mean something that i do i kind of use my schedule as i've like turned it into school so i've got like blocks of stuff Mm -hmm. in my calendar and like period one I do this period two I do this and then I've got lunch and then so that that really helps me um trying to get things under control because I know if I don't have that it won't be under control at all mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so talking about your skills um that you mentioned a little bit earlier what sort of skills do you think is important for people to kind of start developing so they can get into the industry
2: mm-hmm. I think kind of general skills like the ability to be to be flexible. So I think that's what a lot of roles will be are these kind of mishmash of several types of roles. It might be marketing and sales, or it might be um, like several different hats, basically. So I think the ability to be flexible is going to be absolutely imperative for for any job role. Um, things like to be innovative. You know, they want young people to look at different technologies and and kind of use. Find different solutions. So, if you can kind of think out the box slightly, um, I think that will be really useful for future skill sets. Um, but kind of practically, in terms of roles that I think are kind of the most sought after, I think the area of of analytics, big data, how um, uh, attractions are, are kind of using that data. I think that's a huge area of of growth that we're going to see over the next few years. Um, so, I imagine there'll be a lots of roles coming up in that area Um, but of course just being comfortable with customers as well i mean the whole uh, the whole industry is customer facing and we're here to give guests a great time so that's probably the most important skill set is engaging with them easily and clearly um, and giving them a great experience as well
1: yeah some great skills thank you so much for sharing that Uh, yeah um
0: i just want to say as well i think when we talk customer service which you know we talk about customer service in our industry all the time is that we forget that actually our customers aren't just the people paying to come through your door. And I think that's really important. Like you said that actually your service skills that you learn, you know, maybe in jobs where you are working a till or you're what, you know, being on an information desk or whatever it might be is that you're building skills that actually you'll learn you'll need forever. Yeah. And not just with people like say paying you for a service or paying you for a good, actually everyone's your customer Mm -hmm. nowadays, especially. know we're
2: so service driven and I think learning those skills from like like my time at the bookshop I'm still quite early entry into the industry really like I I did a a different degree but I still kind of came in and I've stayed in from the last five years but I know so many people that have come in in like VP areas or um, even like managers from other sectors kind of horizontally in Um, and so it's so all of the skills that you learn in whatever job you are is applicable to the tourism and attractions industry, and whether you come in later on in life or you you know what you want to do and you've come in from the bottom, it's it's all useful. Whatever you learn in whatever job.
0: Yeah, and I think this year, when people are having, you know, maybe their careers aren't quite going the the, the way they would expecting, everyone's sort of having a a, a bit of a weird career break. <laughs> weird, you know, sort of whether that's because people are working from home or whatever, is that to remember that you do build skills wherever you are. And that you know, if you're not doing a job that's in tourism straight out of your degree, that's, that's not a trauma, you know, that that's fine. You, you still be building skills. If you decide that you want to pursue something different in the future. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Also in the tourist attraction industry, there's so many different types of jobs yeah. as well. So regardless of what you've done in the past, there's a high chance you'll be able to use that skill set in the industry. So I wouldn't worry too much if you just come from finance or you're coming from uh, engineering or something, you'll still be able to use those skill sets in the industry um, on there. So yeah, great advice. Thank you so much.
0: Excellent. Um, and so last the last question, I guess, for today is um, what was the best career advice you've ever received, Ella? What what have you been taught or learned in your time that's been <laughs> I think the best advice came
2: from my dad who who said very early on that he said you won't be able to reap any benefits if you stay in your comfort zone um and so I've always kind of taken that to heart think every time something's felt a bit like scary or um new or just yeah completely not what I would normally go for and just thinking well the only way you can better yourself is if you do things that you don't normally do you're putting yourself out there and often you'll succeed because you know your try your best and and you need to learn new things by doing new, new opportunities um but yeah you won't get anywhere unless you scare yourself basically
0: <laughs> i love that that's great advice i think yeah we a lot of us spend a lot of time in our comfort zone
2: <laughs> yeah it's very yeah. very easy to stay there but yeah it's you want to progress and you want to develop on the ladder but also kind of your own skill set and and you you won't get there unless you step out
0: <laughs> excellent
1: that's great Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure. Love the information you shared with us and for our listeners as well. So thank you so, so much. Before you go, where can we find you online?
2: (laughs) You can find, uh, so everything about Blue Loop is um, Blue Loop, which is www.blueloop.com. Um, but you can always drop me an email at ella.baskerville at blueloop.com as well. Um, we're all over social media as well. Pick a, pick a channel and we're there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. Ella, thank you so much for today. Brilliant information. And yeah, if you want to get in contact with Ella, please drop her a line. She'd be more than welcome to help you out.
0: Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks, Ella.
1: Cheers.